I'm Tulwani O'Brien. Welcome to Once Upon a Dreamer. You're listening to episode six. This is a podcast about dreams, dreamers, and everything in between. If you're keen on living life freely and authentically, if you desire to exist in spaces where your truest dreams are reality, you're in the right place. Today I'll be sharing two stories, one about a young prophet and an older prophet, and the other about midwives, mothers, and watchers. I'll read an extract from both stories and put everything in context. The story about the old prophet and the young prophet. Then he rode after the man of God, found him sitting under a great tree. The old prophet asked him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? Yes, I am, he replied. Then he said to the man of God, come home with me and eat some food. No, I cannot, he replied. I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything here in this place, for the Lord gave me this command. You must not eat or drink anything while you're there, and do not return to Judah by the same way you came. But the old prophet answered, I am a prophet too, just as you are, and an angel gave me this command from the Lord. Bring him home with you so he can have something to eat and drink. But the old man was lying to him. So they went back together, And the man of God ate and drank at the prophet's home. Then while they were sitting at the table, a command from the Lord came to the old prophet. He cried out to the man of God from Judah. This is what the Lord says. You have defied the word of the Lord and have disobeyed the command the Lord your God gave you. You came back to this place and ate and drank where he told you not to eat or drink. Because of this, your body will not be buried in the grave of your ancestors. After the man of God had finished eating and drinking... The old prophet saddled his own donkey for him, and the man of God started off again. But as he was traveling along, a lion came out and killed him. His body lay there on the road with the donkey and the lion standing beside it. People who passed by saw the body lying on the road and the lion standing beside it, and they went and reported it in Bethel. When the prophet heard the report, he said, It is the man of God who disobeyed the Lord's command. The Lord has fulfilled his word by causing the lion to attack and kill him. Then the prophet said to his sons, saddle a donkey for me. So they saddled a donkey and he went out and found the body lying in the road. The donkey and lion were still standing there beside it for the lion had not eaten the body nor attacked the donkey. So the prophet laid the body of the man of God on the donkey and took it back to the town to mourn over him and bury him. He laid the body in his own grave, crying out in grief. Oh, my brother. So you have a dream. God placed this dream in your heart powerfully. You have clear instructions. You have an idea of what it's really about. You know the truth. As we've been talking about in previous episodes, you know the inner witness. But then an older prophet, the voice of authority that you have placed higher than the voice of God in your life comes to tell you that God has given another word and you leave everything God has told you to follow this word that you have no inner witness corroborating and the consequences are dire. Killers. Many times we think we're protecting our dreams from haters, people that don't support you, protect you from them, only tell the people that seem to have a good word for you in your life. Haters cannot really reach you because you already know they're haters. For the most part, you would need to protect protect your dreams from the people that seem to speak what is best over you. But in speaking what is best, they're negating what God has told you very specifically in your heart. They're giving you a dream that's not the dream that God gave you. 
giving you instructions that could sound good and glorious, but they're not the instruction that was given to you. That's how dreams are killed. Remember in the Garden of Eden, the serpent came and said, has God really said? And he gave a different word. And Eve and Adam obeyed that word, killing that dream. But God had a redemption plan in Jesus. The truth is, ultimately, the dream killer is not anyone that's external to you. Externalities can lie and try to raise their voices above the voice of God in your heart. But unless you align with the lie, unless you accept the lie as truth and then act in obedience to that lie, your dream will survive. The dream is killed when you silence the inner witness, you accept the lie, and then your next steps are informed by what that lie has instructed. Your dreams cannot be killed by anyone but you. The next story gives more clarity on the place of your choice our choices in keeping the dream protected. I'll read this extract. Don't worry, if you want to find out where I got it from, you can check the show notes. Obviously, it's from the Bible. (laughs) So this starts off with an instruction given by Pharaoh in Exodus chapter 1 to the midwives. So when you help the Hebrew women as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. A bit of a backstory. The Pharaoh feared that if the men could rise in Israel, the Israelites would no longer be under their oppression and they would take over the land of Egypt. He wanted to kill the dream. He wanted to kill the future of the Israelites. He didn't understand that. God also had a plan with the women, like sleeper agents. But that's another story. I talked a bit about that in my book, Becoming a Spectacular Woman, in the last chapter, Know Your Place. You can check that out on Amazon or Roving Heights. He said, when you help the Hebrew women as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. But because the midwives feared God, mark that word, mark that phrase, because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too. So God was good to the midwives and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Skipping a few verses, about this time, time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it amongst the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. Further on in the story, I'm not reading verbatim. As the basket was in the Nile, her daughter Miriam watched to see what would happen to the child. And Pharaoh's daughter saw the baby crying, had compassion, and decided to take care of him. Miriam, Moses' sister, then quickly showed up and said, I have a nurse that can take care of him from the Hebrew women. And she took Moses back to their mother who nursed him until the point where Pharaoh's daughter was ready to adopt him. And in that same palace where the decree went out to kill children, kill the boys, Moses grew up protected under their very noses because there were midwives, because there was a mother, and because there was a watcher. First off, the midwife would do things a according to the fear of God, not according to their pride, their predisposition, cultural inclinations. They would see that dream, see the hand of the Lord upon it and not dare kill it or manipulate it or maneuver it. They would assist in the delivery. They would defy any externalities to ensure that that baby comes to birth successfully. I believe that in many ways we are called to be midwives to the dreams of others. Here we talk about our dreams, but beyond that, there's a neighbor you have who is birthing a dream and you have a place in midwifing. And there is a blessing in midwifing. As you help another person's dreams, you have your own dreams fulfilled. These midwives had families of their own as blessed by God because they refused to obey the king's decree. That was a choice that they refused to obey. Both ends is obedience. If you obey the lie, you kill the dream. If you refuse to obey, you keep the dream alive because God will be backing you. 
After the midwives, Moses' mother saw that her child was beautiful. She saw that the dream was beautiful. And she said, no way, I'm not giving this child up to be thrown into the Nile. And she protected him. She nurtured him for three months until he was too big to hide. Imagine keeping the baby secret for three months and just taking care of it, making sure it's He's fed, making sure no prying eyes, no attacking eyes can come close. But there came a time where the dream had to go outside, where Moses had to be released. She didn't release him recklessly. She didn't say, well, I've done my best. What can I do now? She created a basket that was waterproof and put him on the river, basically into God's hand, saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but here's my faith. I have protected this dream. Now it's out of my hands. Interestingly, the same now she put the baby on is the now that was killing other children. But those children didn't have a basket protecting. Those children didn't have a watcher watching to see where the basket would go watching to see whose hands the basket would land in it's because Miriam was watching that she was able to make sure Moses came back to the mother and the nurturing continued from there this time he came back to the mother with authority where no one could touch the child right under Pharaoh's nose his decree being defied because it was not what God had said and they fought for that dream the thing about obedience to God is that he can use anyone to serve his purposes as long as you don't bow to the counsel of the enemy in whatever form he's using even if he's using a voice that is so familiar if it's negating what God has spoken, you don't obey. But be sure that it's what God has spoken. It's why across the episode so far, we're being very clear on what dreams are and what dreams are not. No ambition, not selfish inclinations. The dreams God has placed in your heart, you know it's that dream. There's no lie that should be obeyed. Midwives, mothers, and watchers, don't kill the dream. Choose to be a midwife, a mother, or a watcher. At different points in time, we will be called to be one or the other. As I close off, join me in saying this prayer. Lord, please give us hearts that are steadfast in obedience. Midwives to protect and assist as the dreams are birthed. Mothers with eyes to see the beauty and uniqueness of the dream and in that knowledge protect and nurture and watchers that ensure that the dream always stays in the right hands. Above all, Lord, keep our eyes on you, the ultimate custodian of our true dreams. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me at Tolwani on Instagram and on Twitter and online at TolwaniObayon.com. See you next time.